0: Welcome everyone to another week with your host Mordechai Weinberger, LCSW, that's Licensed Clinical Social Worker here on jrootradio.com. Looking forward to taking your questions and comments regarding anything in the mental health field. Of course, has to be family appropriate and not about a parenting question under the age of 8 to 10. The number to call in with your question or comment is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And to text, it's seven three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. 927 8398 That's 347-927-8398. However, just be aware that we take the callers in, of course, ahead of the text because you're able to have it work and things to just interact. I'd like to share with you an email that I received today. And it's a bit long, well, I should say it's a page typed, but I feel the information happens to be amazing. Dear Mr. Weimerger, I'd like to share my personal experience and spread the word that medication is miraculous. One could be normal to merit this miracle. It makes no sense to needless suffer in silence just because you're afraid of losing that perfect image. In fact, it's a delusional fear. It's not humanly possible for one to function normally if medication is required. All my life, I personally had this misinterpretation of medication. However, when the crisis hit and it desperately cried for medical, medical attention, I reluctantly resorted to those other pills. Actually, my rational intuition told me that swallowing a few pills won't, won't ruin my sense of self due to some stigma. It was just that I felt like, why take something unnecessary? I was in denial. The reason I went to the doctor was to just rule out any disorders, but absolutely not to hear any diagnosis, and for sure not to have any medication prescribed. I had wished the doctor would give me more understanding. Today I know that he gave me his professional understanding. By that time, it wasn't even a matter of choice. It was a matter of pikuach nefesh. As soon as the medication kicked in, a very dark, heavy cloud drifted away. What a relief it was, I'll be honest with you. Just like it came in shapes, sizes, and numbers, it also came with a few bumps. Being on medication is a bit hard and a bit painful, but so very worthwhile. It is nothing to be afraid of. For those who are on it, I want you to know there are delightful days awaiting for you. Those many years of medication seemed endless and hopeless, but elapsed like a dream. It certainly doesn't come close to the many bountiful years that are to come, Bezis Hashem. Yes, as endless as it may seem, that's how suddenly it ends, and with good incentives. I came out of a brand new person, Baruch Hashem. Medication evolved me into the happy, calm, confident, energetic person I meant to be. Mr. Weinberger, you are—you were the pillar behind the scene. Without your support, there's no way I could have driven through this bumpy road. You transformed it into a very smooth ride, one that I can now look back and say, wow, it felt so comfortable and secure. I don't want to get off at my stop, but I'm not apprehensive because through your sessions, I've mastered to drive." I've learned how to go, where to slow down, and where to stop, as well as the right way to manage the bumps. I've also learned to detect the fog and it to prevent major storms. And the wipers, yes, I know where to find them if needed. I now have the license to drive my own car. How can I ever thank you for all you've done? So, my dear brothers and sisters who've got the taste, who've got the taste of the pill, just know in the end, it tastes really good, so take it with a hearty appetite. This letter for me is very personal because it happens to be of a client of mine. Yes, this person was on medication for several years. And yes, this past week with a huge mazel tov, this client has gotten off medication. For those of you that say that medication is not possible to get off, absolutely wrong. It depends on the situation, on the case, depends on the therapy this person is very brave. They've gone to several psychiatrists till they got to the right one. They went to several therapists. And Baruch Hashem, I'm glad that I was the right shliach to be at the last one. However, for all of you to still know, just because Baruch Hashem I was the right shliach for my step that was done, I'm now able to say that we're able to graduate the level of needing my services. However, this person still needs a coach and still needs someone else helping out. And this person is going there at this time, Merit So what I'd like people to realize is Medication is an option, and Baruch Hashem, we have it. I am not saying it's the first option. I'm not saying it should be the last option. But I am saying it's an option that we need to consider, and people's lives are changed. So you need, you need therapy, you might need medication, and yes, just to share with you this beautiful success. And I did not ask this person to write the letter. This person wrote it on their own, and due to that fact is why I chose to read it. So please have chizuk, if any of you are on it, if you need it, don't get to the level as this client took it once it was a must and on a level of pikuach nefesh. Let's take it gentler, easier, and warmer. Now to go to some of our questions. So we've got we've got Mrs. A. All right, let me tell people, we've got a message from someone recommending that do for Tzniah's purposes, I do not call a lady by their name, and I happen to agree with that. But we didn't know what to do. So this person made a recommendation, I should just say Mrs. C, as if it's their last name, and to just... Do it that way. But my concern is, like, we've had several times in the past, several Rifkies. So this way, we I've decided, let's just do it by letters, by alphabet. So we're going to start the men. We'll still call you by your first names. But for the women, we will go by the Mrs. So we are going to Mrs. A. You're on the air with Mordechai.
1: Hi. I want you to know, did you ever hear of the therapy called
0: Journeys? Um, I, please forgive me for not going there now. Which means there's a lot. When I say I have or haven't, and what I say about it, I try not to go into that.
1: Right, because somebody went through all um, major abuse, and she went uh, to every kind of therapy, went through everything, basically, and nothing helped. This was the only thing that really helped. Mamish instinct, I want to know, is it a true thing or not?
0: And that's why I'll send you to Relief. They're a referral organization, and that's what they like to do.
1: I I will just tell you I I
0: know about Journeys, and, and I've read the book. I will not go anything further about that. I will just tell you one thing. Be very hesitant, and I don't mean to say not about the system, but the way the person said it. Nothing worked, and only this worked. Notice how it implies, and those listeners are going to hear, nothing works, but this does. No, I'd like to change it. This has worked for this person, while others hasn't worked for this person.
1: I didn't either like what the person said. That's it. So That's why I'm not even
0: going down that path. Everything depends on the person, depends on the timing, depends on... The severity of the situation depends on so many points. That's why when many times clients come to me, Bachshem have a very high success rate. But part of the reason is because when there are cases I see right away that are out of my league or I'm not able to help or it's not where my specialty is, I don't take it. Not because right. I'm that good. I just know what I could or when yes to, I hope, with Posiata Deshmaya, I use my my experience. So when someone says oh. nothing has worked, only this has worked, I would add on to that, for this person, nothing has worked. Only this has worked, and that's wonderful. And I thank Hashem that whatever they've done, it has helped them.
1: You're very right. I didn't want to ask it. Somebody told me to ask, so I tried my luck. So I guess it's the wrong place to ask, telling me to go to relief,
0: right? I am going to go to those that do referrals. That's not my question. If you tell me about a point, that journey does, and I can clarify that point, how and why it works. I will not give an endorsement. I will not condone any system. That's not my role over here of the awareness. Right.
1: It's not me. Somebody told me to ask. So what do you tell me to do? What I don't hear I a do, question yet.
0: What I tell you to do is have a great day. Davins, Syatadishmaya to Let's thank Hashem for what we got. That's what I'll tell you to do. Let's appreciate your husband, your kids. That's what I'd recommend. Appreciate yourself. That's that's what I'll tell you to do. Now I'm not sure what your question is. Let's hear another question if you're afraid.
1: I do, but I'm doing it to somebody else, so I don't want to smack on me. You know, I Oh, so you don't want, want me to, to be
0: disappointed him. at you for asking that question? I am absolutely yeah, not. I'm, just I'm not disappointed in any which way. You're allowed to ask, and I'm allowed to say I'm not going there. Hundred
1: percent. Excellent. So thank you, Mrs. A. Do you have
0: a question? Do you have a specific question that you would like to ask? Not at the moment. Excellent. So thank you for calling in and for the bravery and hatselacha and siyata d'shmaya.
1: Thank you so much. For you're your welcome.
0: Line. Who do we have next? Shmuel. You're on the air with Mordechai. Hello, Shmuel. All right. I guess we don't have Shmuel. Ms. B. You're on with Mordechai.
2: Hello? Yes. Hi. Um, I called actually two weeks
0: ago um, about a new child in my class.
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, and you told me to... Um, Try to get, you know, closer to her and try to get her, you know, slowly to open up. So, um, I basically... You know, I'm going to ask if you you can say
0: it again just a little louder because I just got distracted. Sorry, say it again.
2: Okay, fine. So, um, I called two weeks ago. about a selective new child in my class. Yes. um, Who wasn't talking to any of the teachers in the classroom. Um, And he told me to get closer to her and try to talk to her and try to maybe go over to her house. Um, And and I've been trying to, you know, sit down next to her and talk to her and ask her questions and, you know, deal, try to deal with her, you know, more, you know, together with her. Um, and actually one day last week, I think it was Monday even, um, I took her onto the onto the bus and she actually, like I said, had a great day. And she turned around and she gave me a big smile. So that was like a very big um Jump, and then um, I, I heard her voice more in the classroom—not um, to me. But then today, I was sitting near a table. She was doing a craft, and um, she started saying something to me. She started asking a question, and then she stopped in a sentence. So I found that as a very big um, step in the right direction. So I'm going to try to, you know, see if, like how much longer it's going to take for her to fully open up. But baruch Hashem, I'm very happy that like she she attempted to even open her mouth. But, but baruch Hashem. Let's that take a least,
0: step. I cla- I, was, I am clapping for you. What have you done? And please let everyone listen, Obir. What a great awareness. Selective mutism means that at times a person that will speak at home won't open up their mouth in school, or someone in school that will speak won't open, won't speak at home, or someone that won't speak in different places. Yes. So
2: I, I basically like tried to sit down near her a lot and like if I if they were doing uh arts and crafts, and I had a minute I sat down and I spoke to her and tried to ask her questions about like what she made so she didn't tell me outright. That's right. But I so let's recognize what you're doing is you are
0: giving her safety, you're giving her a good feeling, correct? Yeah. You're giving
2: and I her tried like I told her by her the end of the day and like when she waved and she gave me a big That's smile. Right. I felt like that was a very big step like, you know, in yes. the positive. And so sometimes we take pictures in the middle class. So in the beginning of the year, she didn't crack a smile the whole year. And like now, she thought it's my picture. And then I really feel like
0: it's really, um, it really, it really helped the advice. Excellent. Now, I had had another question. (laughs) Hold on. Let's first finish this one. What can you do in the future? What are you going to do to keep this going? How can you Um, raise it? it? What, What else can you do? I guess
2: I'll try to keep, um, going down, you know, staying with her and trying to get more comfortable with her and I mean, trying to get her more comfortable with me. Um, I'm saying, I don't know if it would work to go over to the child house. I know she comes from a large family, so I don't think that would
0: work. But what can you do to make her, how about you could speak to her one-on-one in a corner of a room, maybe like slowly start. So Dave, can we have the password to this so we can get the text? i
2: that sounds, that sounds like, maybe I'll, Maybe we'll try that, see what
0: That's happens. That's right, connect, just one-on-one with her. Also, if you get her, like, maybe a little gift, um, and now I say gift, I mean like a little piece of chocolate or if the parents are healthy, like natural people, then you can go to the natural store and get maybe a candy, which is, you know, without sugar. Connect, that works very, very strongly with children. Mm-hmm
3: and give it their...
2: That's yeah, we'll that's children that.
0: work with a little love. They take how much time you give them, how care, how carefree you feel, all that. So we'll try that. So can I ask my new question now? Go ahead. Let's go ahead and ask, yeah. Okay, so this is, this is with
2: older children. Um, I have a group of four girls in my um, older class, second grade. They're about seven, eight years old. Um, and they're a very tight knit quick and it's getting to, into a very very big problem because there's another child that is not i mean there's a, a nice other group a lot a lot of other girls the more majority of the class that's not part of the group and they are getting extremely extremely jealous and i'm the one that's in the classroom during recess and i try to deal with it but i'm having a really really hard time and the kids are always like like if, if you know, whenever they sit down in a group and and they're talking, start talking to each other, and girls constantly come over to me that they're sitting and they're not letting us sit down, down next to them. And I go over to them and I try to ask them why aren't you including girls, and they're like, "We are," but they're not asking. And then they're like, then then when other girls sit down, I I don't I I don't like when they sit down, but I can't prevent it every single recess because. <laughs> I'm just human, and I feel bad for them, but I don't
0: even know what to do anymore. Can we take your whole question and put it down to, like, three sentences? There's a class that has four girls, that they're a clique, the other girls are jealous, and how do you deal with it? Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that simple? And the answer is that that is a very, very, very long topic. Now, as I can't answer that in five minutes, I'll just give you the short version of the answers. Response number so one. Anything
2: is, or something like
0: some, like something that I could do to try to understand the more people involved, the more details exactly. you need. So if I would just ask you, I got a migraine, what is it? It could be, did I sleep at well? Do I have a lot of stress going on? Did I eat today? Did I am yeah. um did I eat something that might not agree with me? Maybe I need chasrom and MRI, and there's something else going on. Who, there are so many. You're asking me a question that takes about several hours to train teachers in about 30 seconds. That's a lot more complicated. How so to. There bro- are they're,
2: they're a group of chasidish girls in that. Doesn't matter, matter what group school.
0: they are. Doesn't okay. matter. It's not in that I'm lacking information. I put your question down to three sentences. It's that the answer takes about a, a million sentences with concepts, with practicing it. I can just give you the three basic concepts. Number one. Get other girls involved, so split them up. Have other homeworks with other girls. Next step is understand that these girls feel safe and comfortable, and you want to let others in, so you want to make it safe for others. The third point is you might want to get other girls to have their own cliques and start getting girls to interact just because they have an issue connecting or they're not able to connect, so help make that happen. Teach girls how to have friends. Those are the short versions. It's a lot more than that because you're going to tell me, oh, this girl, one of the girls is chutzpah. They have, I, I hear so many questions in your question that I just can't do it over 30 seconds or even five minutes. The is there sh- like something that I could do like? Sure. Tell me just what's going on with my migraine. Just just tell me the short version. Maybe it's even stress that we're on air now and I, and, and just whatever's going up. I got up at 6 o'clock this morning and there's just so much stress now. Just tell me which one or all the above and that will take care of it. What I'm telling you is breaking up a click is like a parenting question. I cannot do that in in a couple of seconds. It just, we need so much. So when you asked about selective mute, it's a simple question, simple thing. I can give you three tips, try it, see if it works. The more people that are involved means there are four girls in the clique. There's now the class. I need to ask you about each of those four girls' personalities. I need to ask you about the other girls in the class. How are they doing? What are they doing? Each of this, each of these questions is a long topic, and it depends on what type of clique it is.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So, well, is there
2: anything I could like where I could get
0: such guidance? Not that I'm aware of right now. I'm sorry.
2: Okay, thank you very much. Yes. So
0: let's just finish with a positive with the with your with the kid at a selective mute that you've done such an amazing job. Be around them a little bit more, maybe get them a little candy, you'll see a smile. You might when you're one on one when they are not around a group, means let's say the corner of a room somewhere, like when there are other people that you might not want to be alone with them in a room or at least where it's appropriate. But what you would like to do is like try to ask them some questions, like when it's one on one. So this way they don't feel overwhelmed in the large class they don't feel overwhelmed that everyone's looking at them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So and you just best, but
2: the problem is that they're not they're talking to other girls though. I don't I don't know. I wasn't referring
0: to I wasn't referring to the to the groups. I was referring going back to the selective mute. Oh.
2: By the way, so she she talks to she talks to other girls over the class I know but she doesn't teachers.
0: talk to teachers and maybe when girls are around it's hard for her to first connect to teachers so if she can connect to okay. teachers one-on-one then we can start doing it in larger groups. That's part of how you do it. It's the exposure therapy first start slowly and then you work your way up
2: okay thank you so much you're really very welcome it.
0: my pleasure thank you. Nice. thank you certainly Mrs. E we are jumping to e.
5: Hi. Yes. Hi, uh, Mr. Weinberger. Um, I heard this call, and I had to call up because I have been in Chidduch for a lot of years. I'm not currently in Chidduch, but I did spend a lot of, lot of years in Chidduch. And I helped young teachers, and I helped teachers in training. And years ago, I, I grappled with this problem of clicks. And I read a book. It was a secular book, but it was very interesting
0: to me. It was called Our Classroom. I was going to tell you, could we not recommend any secular books? No, uh,
5: okay. You've I'm just done I just meant also. to cut you off right yes, before. Yes. Okay. Please, okay. whoever listening,
0: uh, I need to give a public thing. We do not endorse any okay. books. I don't
5: even know if you could get it today. Okay, I, it right. Let's years, not years mention ago. that. It was maybe 25 yes. years ago. I'm okay. not sure you could get it. Okay. But the point of the reason I mentioned the name of the book is because the point of our classroom was that to get across to the children that the classroom is our room. It's like our family. We're all here together. The the book said that the teachers themselves are making the children very competitive and making them go against each other. When you say, who's the first one? to, to uh, the first row to be sitting nicely there. Mrs. A, e, let go- me just
0: get involved a second here. What I try, very focused point that I do over here is I try not to knock down systems and I, I know you're not doing that, but I just want to okay. clarify. So I know, hold on. When we're going into the class, what the schools are doing wrong, I specifically focus on not doing that. And I know that you want to say how it should be a team unit, but there are a right. lot of points it's, that's needed. That's why I didn't go into the question. I do this a lot in my private practice. It means I speak to teachers. I speak to Manalam. I have the answers. The right. point is... So- uh, we can't if I can't share it, I don't want to start a process that will only create more well, issues. Well,
5: it's a very simple process. It's not that simple to say it's our
0: class. It's not that simple to say it's just our class. We need the tools how to guide a teacher. How do you get how do you break it? How do well, you get everyone you, to feel one?
5: If you just if you see it as a teacher, if you And suddenly you will open do what? Finish all the sentence. How will you I deal with it? Am I causing this? That now? Before Let we go there, how do we stop it? Work? Let's
0: say we cause that. How do we change it?
5: Okay, how we change it yeah. is by creating, um, uh, uh, creating groups how? working together groups that will work together on a project where they complete So that something. is what
0: I said. Good. That was the right. first that's what I recommended but without going into there's a lot to that. That's that's why you also have to take it deeper. You need to realize is it the class itself? That's what I'm saying. You need to identify the girls that's over there. What's going on with the other girls? Is it a newfound class? Is it an old class? I mean, did they just split the class? Did they split the class? What type of teacher? Is this the real teacher? Is it the assistant? There is so much going on when you want to teach class management and parenting that I just can't do it on air. But if this teacher,
5: whether it's a, they split the class, no matter what it is, if she gets it across to the classroom, that we are in this together now and we work together. We're going to make a project. They could make a, some kind of a planting project. They could make a project... Uh, of pasting something together, they can make a project where they're making, let's say, a poster for Hanukkah, but they're doing it together. It's one big poster where each Now, now let's let me be now that it. teacher. And let let me clarify why it? I it didn't. Let me clarify to
0: let thing. me clarify to you why I didn't do that. Because the next question that the teacher is going to ask is, but what happens when these girls don't want to do it, or these three girls, when I say it, somehow they make themselves, they get themselves in their own group. Anyone that deals with clicks. will tell you that those girls are going to be doing that. Now, well, the teacher has to ah, come so, across to these children. Excellent. You know, so, very- okay. Well, 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 okay. So now let's clarify that what is happening over here is there's a lot more that's needed. So when you say it is a simple answer, while the information to me and to you is very clear, because we have experience, Baruch Hashem, but for someone that doesn't, we need to clarify that. Now, is this the medium for that place? Is this JRadio.com the place to do that? And that's what I feel. It's too big of an issue, too large of a form of a topic to discuss in detail how to do it. So if you'd like to discuss the theory is yes, clicks can be worked on. Is it a workshop needed? Most definitely. Thank you, Mrs. E, for all that feedback. I appreciate that. Who do we have? Mrs. C, we're going to Mrs. C. You're on with Mordecai. Hello, Mrs. C. Yes, hi. Yes, I wanted
2: to ask a question about my son. He is and very bright. Hold
0: on, above the age of eight or ten? Under uh, two. Nope. Sorry, I I apologize, boy. This evening these are just questions that when we take the parenting questions they got to be kids above the age of eight to ten because almost always i say it's age appropriate and we need a parenting course for that i, I hear. apologize no, I was wondering
2: if it's an issue a processing issue or he just ignores me usually when i, he, when I, talk to him. I don't even
0: want to answer that because i'm going to get a lot more of these questions i will just say this is ah, a, okay. this is a very this is a question that i feel a parenting course simple information will be able to help you Thanks so much. You're very welcome. I'm sorry that you're holding on here again. We are here to take your questions and comments. Anything in the mental health field should just be age appropriate for the old family members to be able to listen to. And also, if it's a parenting question above the age of eight to 10, the number to call in for those of you that would like, even though Baruch Hashem, all the lights are up, but just people have asked to announce it. So it's 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Yes. Mechel, you're on with Mordechai. Hello. Yes.
6: Okay. My question is right now. First, I want to uh, thank you and and listen and and who 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 have to get that, that thank you. Your wife, his wife, you said. <laughs> huh? okay. Yes. And um, and right now, my question is: if you uh, you have a uh, you have a daughter who um uh, it's a, it's like a, if you is have, your kid um,
0: above the age of eight yeah yeah excellent yeah
6: it, the 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 question is if if um, she is um like um um she is uh she's uh, a good actor i see that she's a good actor if uh if i i can't say you oh, you're you're very good actor if if i i, I don't want that she she she's a, she's a She'll become an actor when she's gonna be big.
0: So your question is that if you're going to compliment someone on a talent, that means that's what they're going to become. You're worried they're going to become a Goyisha actor.
6: Not not a goyish. also.
0: <laughs> ah, so if okay, I understand your question. Can I turn the question to you a little? Okay. Is this you're asking? Your wife's asking. Or you're asking for someone else.
6: No, I'm I'm asking.
0: Okay. Now, do you realize that the way your mind thinks, you are worried that if you do something, if you compliment some point, then what you're worried about is that she's going to turn into that. So if you're going to tell her you're so smart, you're worried she's going to become the smartest person in the world.
6: No, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. It's, it's a, uh, I think that, that, that's enough commitment but you say somebody is smart. You say somebody is like something. You you are like this. You 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 say a lot of times that a small child, if you if you try, if you say uh, and him um, uh, think he, he's, he 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 thinks like this. He thinks that that, that he is smart. he uh, had this? I I I'm not. Uh, I I'm, I never said the smartest, but. Uh, this is like uh, a topic, you understand
0: what I mean? Of course I understand you. What I was really trying to illustrate was, maybe I'll be more direct, just because we strengthen the person's nature that Hashem has given them, does not mean that it's going to be used for the negative, which means, imagine you're going to speak to... Let's, let's take a concept, your daughter might be a teacher. Okay. Do you think she will be a teacher if she gives the information like this, which will be better? Or if her nature is to be strong and personality, she'll make jokes and talk and laugh. And you think the kids will take it that way? What I want to illustrate is your issue is that you take words very literal. And you're worried if you say you're a good actor, she will become an actor, even a Jewish actor. Instead of saying, wow, you have acting abilities, you could make voices, you can make personality, you can have people laugh. One place it can go is to a negative, in your opinion, but how about using it seeing the bigger picture? That's why I was asking you is your nature that there's a strength or something, and you right away see the one problem? Do you do that?
6: No, no, I'm, I'm curious to know if. Okay, if, so just if, for, if, so, if, so you got if, my answer. Not, 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 so, not so, that's so actual, my opinion if, if, is,
0: my opinion is, you strengthen whatever nature Hashem has given because to every nature there is a strength. And a weakness. And what we want to teach them is how to balance that nature. So if someone is confident, they can be too tough on people. If someone is very emotional and feeling, they can use it for davening the their brain, but they can also um, feel too much and not do certain steps that they have to do. Every nature out there, every single one has got a strength and has got a weakness and if you're going to be afraid of the strength cause in one or two places it might not be good then we'll be cutting off the, our children of something the Rabbani has given us the Rabbani has given us a very special cause, a very special role as parents, and as the Rabbi has said I am giving you one of my children to raise to their fullest potential and if we're afraid, cause we are afraid of that kayak, then we're the ones that need a little guidance and therapy for that
6: and, and the master, what, what do you mean? She, she If I'm going to compliment, she's going she's gonna to be an act? What do you mean? I don't understand what you say. The last point.
0: Um, I'm not sure how to do it any clearer. Let me give an example. Imagine my parents would have told me, Mordechai, don't speak your thoughts. Don't go public. Don't speak anything. Because who knows what you're going to say? Okay. Who would you be calling today? Okay. (laughs) Now if now if my parents told me, Bah Hashem, we see we have confidence in you, we trust you. You can speak, you can say what you would like, but you gotta realize what happens if you say something publicly that will hurt someone? Oyve, it might hurt. Have I experienced pain? So now when I'm going to speak, what should I think about? When I was asked to speak the first time publicly, my parents say no 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 don't speak, turn it down, don't do it. If they would have done that, I don't know if I would have been here where I am today. But when my parents uh-huh. did teach me about the balance of what I say, even Harv Nisim's in the room, I've made a mistake over here on air, and Harv Nisim is the one that corrected me. Very rightfully so. But did he tell me, get off the air? Did he tell me, you're not worthy of air? No, we work on how to do it. And, Merit Hashem, I plan on making futures, mistakes in the future. That's called being human. But will uh-huh. I say I'm sorry? Will I learn how to utilize it? Thank you. So I uh-huh. would even like I would even recommend on my phone line I have a program which I divide people into 18 natures and you might find your daughter's natures and you can hear of the, the strength and the weakness and maybe your nature which your nature might get afraid of hers and why you might be afraid to utilize that full power. Uh-huh. So on my phone fo- on my phone line it's numbered 718 298 2011 and it's in section one for the English or section four for the Yiddish, and it's number where is this? Um, your natures. Um, number 48 and 49 in the English section. And in the other section, it's number 49 and 50th. But it's knowing your natures. They're two hour lectures altogether. It's an hour each. And I divide them about nine natures and nine natures. Wow. Oh. And yeah. you can see how one nature will clash with the other. Means if I am very outspoken, and let's say my wife won't share any emotions, what's going to happen in my marriage? And we need to learn how each nature to use it what's the strength what's the weakness and as parents what can we do to help our children utilize their power what do we need to be aware of the dangers of that nature because every strength and a weakness and a problem so leadership can encourage others leadership can also be dictatorship Excellent, Harv Nissen. What we're doing is excellent. Someone, a lady, called up to uh, recommended that when we have women call, calling in, instead of saying their names, for sneeze we're just saying their last name. I mean, you're just doing the last, just a letter. So we're doing yeah, A, yeah, B, yeah. C. Yes, okay,
7: yeah, we got it.
0: Excellent, guys. So you ask, we rec- we we try to please. Harv <laughs> Nissen, who else do we take? Whoops. Um, Mrs. D. Okay, we've got Mrs. D.
8: This is D. That's me, I think. Yes, yeah.
0: you're on. Yes.
8: First of all, I want to thank you so much for your show. My I pleasure. Really, um, I'm an avid listener here. Um, I have a question, which um, it's really kind of a two-part question. I have a 10-year-old son who is um, a little bit chubby, um, and my pediatrician has suggested that he should lose some weight. So we're, we're teaching him to make healthy choices. Um, my mahalach in the past he, uh, Let me tell you He is the youngest in the family Which means he has a lot of mothers and fathers yes. Telling him what to do um, My mahalach in the past With chubby children Has been to just let them find their way One day they'll look in the mirror And they'll say oh I need to go on the diet But I'm getting pressure from my older kids That you know You've got to do something about it He's going he's to be a diabetic He's very unhealthy You know, um, He's just a big kid um so okay, so we try I'm trying their method and what I'm finding is it's backfiring. He's sneaking food.
0: Yes, which they almost always do. And yeah. then they start sometimes switching um Nash recess with their children. Right. <laughs> with another kids. And they I'll trade you this, you give me a lunch, Mm-mm. I'll give you your super snack, I'll right. get you this. Yes, yes. Yeah.
8: So it, it's it's a problem and I and I don't want him to, to do that. I don't want him to sneak around. I'm giving, I've given a little flexibility. It's not, it's just, It's a matter of, it's not only the diet, but learning how to make healthy choices.
0: So let me ask you a question, because I wonder sure. if there could be a middle ground between your way. Well, mm-hmm. before we go that let me first do step number one. First thought that was going through my mind. How wonderful did your children turn out? Wonderful. <laughs> Excellent. So but as a Jewish children. mother, let's go, as a Jewish mother, from one to ten, how wonderful are your children?
8: Um, depending on the children, some are 10, some are 8, some are, you know, Baruch Hashem. Bar I have a Hashem. lot to be proud of. They and in that case, nacha.
0: first step is when your children give you advice, the first thing is tell them, look how wonderful you turned out, and that was mm-hmm. with all my strengths and with all my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And that means you got to look at the whole picture. Don't look mm-hmm. at the one area where I'm not good. The entire picture mm-hmm. is Baruch Hashem, our children turned out 10s, 8 and 10s, that's all we can ask for. Right. So if this kid will have to struggle with weight issues later on, mm-hmm. then that's something they will do. If the doctor says it's an imminent emergency, then that is something else. No,
8: he's okay. not saying that. That's you know?
0: it. So then yeah. first of all, trust your instincts. And the minute you're going to try to be each of your children's like um, sort of student, you're going mm-hmm. to lose your power of a mother. -hmm, mm -hmm, Mhm. Mhm. what do you say? I hope they're listening. Yes.
8: (laughs) Yeah, they should hear that. So I would Um, like you to know. First
0: instinct, I tell every parent, even though I might be the therapist, I will only make suggestions. But you must take what works for you, and therefore, I never tell someone what to do ever. Mm -hmm, Mhm. Mhm. Does that make sense? Yeah.
8: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that, um, you're not really, really saying anything. I didn't know. You're validating what I really. That's right.
0: I want to know. validate. You are the parent. As long as right. you do, your whole package, right. your entire package is a winning formula. So why mess with excellence?
8: Right. right, I mean I said to them, I said, look at you all. No one is fat today. You know, it That's works. Right. You know, everyone goes through stages and That's you right. know, go through That's it. Right. Let him be a kid.
0: That's right. You know, step you one. know,
8: he has a hard hard you know, spot in life to be the youngest. That's right. Now and, let's uh, go to the
0: second level. If you would like to teach him about dieting and about holding yourself back and respecting your body and respecting mm-hmm. your health, mm-hmm. that is a different subject. So let's change the concept as if your question would be my son is chas obese, and it's very dangerous, and the doctor says if he doesn't lose weight in the next six months, we're worried that he might become diabetic. Mm-hmm. Now let's change that, and then the answer, then the solution would be you would be speaking to your son and saying, look, we love you. But just like if you would put your hand on a fire, we would pull your hand away, and we'd keep mm-hmm. you back from that, the same is with food. Mm-hmm. I need you now to be a mature adult 10-year-old that maybe we will try a different reward system that you lose weight We will get you something. We will do something. But this is for your health. And losing weight is a must. You're going Mm -hmm. to need to do the treadmill. You're going to need to go walking, whatever it should be. And we'll do it with you. I've once read a book. And again, I'm not going to share publicly which one. But they're speaking to a couple of high school football students. And they're asking them, why are you getting up earlier to start football? Why are you willing to go through the pain? Why, when the coach tells you as a punishment, you got to jog two, three miles, are you going to do it? Mm -hmm. And they said, because I know the coach cares about us. We know it's for our benefit. And the third point is the coach is always there with us. When we have to stay later, he doesn't just leave us and take off. He waits for us. Might be in another room, might be somewhere else, but you're in the process with them. Mm-hmm, you might tell right. your son, I will also hold myself back from eating certain foods just for you. 100%. I will yeah. do it with you. and But yeah, we, we need to get the this. point across. But I want to go back to the original point. You sound healthy to me, sound like a great mother that you're willing to listen to your kids. So it sounds like you have a very open relationship. And as you said, your kids, I would tell them all are 10 because 10, you know, along those levels, then just <laughs> trust yourself. I on the day, right? <laughs> yes, just no, trust yourself. No complaints. <laughs> That's right. Each kid is special. Each kid is unique. And with each kid, you'll do the best that you can. And right. Bar Hashem, just follow the winning formula that you've been using till now. I trust you. Thank you And I would you so like much. you to I trust yourself. It. You're welcome.
8: Okay. Okay. Take care. Thank Bye-bye. you. And see okay, bye. you. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: F. Ms. F. Miss F, you're on with Mordechai Anisim.
2: Yes, hi. Um, I want to ask you something that's bothered bother me for a long time. Um, recently, my very close friend like started hanging out with, like you know, like the more snobby girls in the class. Like, and she's like snobbing me out, and it's not so pleasant.
0: Oh, that hurts. Actually, not only is it not pleasant, it hurts.
2: I don't think she's doing it on purpose. I just think that she, not, not, not that she feels cool. It's just that she, she doesn't feel like, like,
0: I guess, that I'm good enough for her. Or... Oh, you see how you're knocking yourself, Nissen's shaking his head. Go ahead, your mic's on.
7: I said that, uh, I think that in the minute that you put yourself down, it's, uh, it's finished. But I don't think that uh, she she understands what, uh, what is the situation. I think, first of all, you have to talk with her and see what, what is the story behind it and if No, you, I she's if, a very
2: nice girl. I guess she's yes. just feeling peer pressure from those other girls.
7: Yeah, but it's, uh, you, you have always uh, a relationship in our life that uh, sometimes uh, people are just um, shifting from one place to another place and you feel that they shift she shift to uh, to the better be, and, uh-huh. another another location Worth that you think and maybe she uh-huh. thinks that uh, she has her, her own uh, ideas about it, you know. And the, right. when, you, when you're talking about uh, the shift to the snobbish area, so you feel my, maybe, maybe you feel uh, a little bit uh, low low esteem and uh, self-esteem that you just, you feel, oh, she's looking at me at snobbish. Why not like, look at the opposite side and try to say, I'm better. I'm, I've, I'm not better. I am, I'm myself and this is my relationship with her. And if she doesn't want to take this relationship, I don't uh, think that so. she doesn't de- deserve it. It's not that I, I have right. problems with myself, or this. The problem is that your friend doesn't uh, see you and your eyes. Right.
2: I'm not really feeling low self-esteem. It's just that I miss her. I want her back. You know.
0: So like- let's go ahead. Exactly what you're asking. I've got two programs, and I'll clarify exactly what Missum said is what I'm going to second the same notion. And that is I have two programs in the section, that's 718-298-2011. And it's in section one, which is the lectures. And those are two programs, one after another, about one is how to make friends and one is how to make best best friends. Now, in both of those programs, so it's number 19 and um, number 18 and 19. And the point over there is what we discuss is about being open, being real, being who you are and also allowing our friends to phase in and phase out it means as we grow we change I am not who I was yesterday Nisim is not who he was yesterday you are not who you were yesterday we grow now many times especially teenagers they try on different hats I want to try this I want to try that and therefore what, what Nissim is saying is that your friend might want to just try on a different hat what is it like to fit into with different girls Not that they're better, not that they're worse. It's just different. And what we need to learn to master is that beginning stages, that changing stages, that friendship phase in and friendships phase out. And that's how it goes. Now, how can you be comfortable with learning this? That, yes, you want to be her friend. You had a great relationship. You're not ready for it to fade out yet, the relationship. But this girl is. And she is fading out. Now, you have two choices, several choices, but two of them are either you can fight her. Or you can completely let go. And both of them might hurt you. Now, if we can get to more, a third choice of, I can be with her at times. I know someone that told me, we're in the same class and we almost don't speak. But then they went to camp reunions because now they are camp reunions. And all of a sudden in camp, they are best friends and now they're best friends. So that girl feels that in camp, we can be best friends, but in class, we won't be. And now this first girl, the one that has experienced these two changes, now has a choice to say, do I not want to be this girl's friend at all because she only wants me in camp? Or will I be her friend in camp and just not in school and not in class? Or can it even be brought up and discussed? But to understand that this is healthy, normal relationships that go in and out, based on circumstances, based on people's life's experiences.
2: Yeah, but also it's sometimes like, if I let's say, call her or something, then she'll be nice to me, but she'd, like, stop, like, like, if I strike up a relationship, then then she won't necessarily snob me out, but she doesn't, like, she won't call me, or she won't, like, like, ask if you want to study, or, like, I feel, I think a friend should be, like, both sides, like, both calling each other, and both, and both, you know, both giving it, you know? Like,
0: it shouldn't be only me trying to, Get closer to her. Well, what happens if she's not so interested in the relationship now?
2: That That's the problem. I've been friends with her for
0: a long time. So now, what's your issue? Let's take it to you. So your issue, let's rephrase the question now. I have a friend that has moved on from the relationship, and I haven't yet. And it I, hurts. I think she's
2: a great girl.
0: I, I, oh, hold on. Don't go to her. We're just talking about you. And that friend wants to end the relationship or that close relationship that we had, and it hurts. Yeah. Now, let's do it that way. Now, ask me, so what can we do about my pain? Can you ask that question? Uh, I
2: don't don't know.
0: I don't know what you don't know. I'm just asking for a question that I can address now.
2: So what can we do about my pain?
0: Ah. So now, first step is to mourn the relationship. Say, wow, for five years... Ten years, I had a best friend I could share everything with. They know everything about my family. Mourn that for me to connect to someone else means it takes months, many times, for that to happen. I might not feel comfortable sharing certain personal information that this girl girl knows already. And that's really hard. Let's recognize what you're missing and why you specifically want this girl and why it's so hard for you to connect to someone else. She might know information. She might have shared information, and then you are able to open up as well. And that relationship is now fading out. Now, let's go to the positive. The positive is, what can you do? Which friends do you see that might be potential for you to have the same relationship and give it several months? And this fading in, fading out, to phase it in and phase it out is something part of relationships you'll have, which is really the next program on that. That's beginnings. Every step in our life, we go through beginnings, middles, and ends. And if we're afraid to go through these stages of making new friends, then I have 16-year-old, and I'm going to use the word old people, saying, how can I make friends? I had the best friend, I lost them. And then I've got 60-year-young people saying that, wow, I've lost my job. or Kids got married now. I'm married of the youngest kid. Now what an exciting new part of my life there is. I can either move, go to places, especially now people have the same concept where their children are moving to different areas. And what they need to do is now start new schools, new places. When they lived in the place for 40 years with their wife, and now they got to move. Beginnings are a stage that happens at all stages. Now teenagers seem to feel, oh, I can only get comfortable one area. I can't change. And the more we teach them, yes, there's fading in, fading out, phasing in, phasing out, and change. Beginnings are a healthy process. In fact, an entire chapter of my book is devoted to that to that concept. About beginnings and to be comfortable with at all times starting from fresh.
9: Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, thank you so much. That's lacha and good luck. Thank you. Good night. Good night, Miss G. Miss G, we've got Miss yes. G. Hi, you're on with Mordechai. And listen.
2: Hello. Yes. Okay. Um, I have a problem. I always like study for a test like the hours and hours, and I was very. I used to be like, like like a few years ago. I was just very smart. I used to get very good marks on my test, like hundreds. Now, like at the end of last year, I got. I studied for a test for like eight hours, like four hours, and I got very bad marks, like a sixty. Yeah. And my question is that how could, how could like I like people think I'm so smart and like it's annoying like just to see everybody getting such good marks and then you could get back back a test and you get a sixty, which hurts.
0: Of course. Now, I always hear a different point of the question what do you what is your question then we'll deal with my question.
2: My question is i don't how do i like shouldn't study or should i should, should, should I study
0: or not study I studied for so long listen take over
7: <laughs> first of all, I would say that the, you have to be uh, proud of yourself that you succeed to do very well in the previous years and sometimes some first of all, I would say that some subject it doesn't click in our brain or sometimes you know i have to work out maybe the teacher is not so well informed and the the, the exam is not so clear in our in our mind i would say don't be discouraged and just try uh to get into the head of the of the teacher and i'm telling you from my ex- my experience i never care about test that's the truth <laughs> and uh, I learn, I learn for learning, I learn for 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 knowing for the knowledge, but you know that if say if I got uh, sixty, I pass. So it's okay. Thanks God, I passed it. I don't, I didn't, uh, you know, stuff. I know that numbers is to talk to our, to all of us, but take it cool. Take a little bit to reverse a point, you know, take it backwards and look forward. How to get improved, but don't say that I'm not going to study more. Or I, if I study less or more, I get better results. Just look, any subject, anything it could be the teacher doesn't apply, apply to you. I know that subject is not, you know. That's, that's what uh, my recommendation to you.
0: Excellent. I would even take a step back. Why do you study so much?
2: Because then I fail.
0: So if you don't do well, then you fail. If you don't study well enough, you'll fail. That was last year, also when you studied so hard.
2: I used to get straight hundred down down to sixty.
0: Yeah, but when you studied that much, you had to get the hundred.
2: Um, sometimes.
0: When you studied all those hours, why did you study so long? You always so then, got hundreds.
2: I always got in like a ninety, ninety-five and higher. Then I always like wanted a. Study, and I didn't really study so long. Now that, now that I'm getting better marks, I study much more.
0: Okay, do you find yourself a perfectionist? Yeah,
2: uh, yeah, a few
0: people. Okay, could you tell me what perfectionist means to you?
2: Someone to help me study with.
0: No, what are you a perfectionist?
2: i uh, yes, and no.
0: You're not a perfectionist, so you don't have to do perfect. Then my simple question would be to you, or not a question, recommendation would be speak to your teacher. Tell the teacher. I yeah? And what does she say?
2: She said as long as you're trying hard, but it still hurts me because
0: I... I wouldn't go from, there. Oh. Hold on, hold on. I would still tell the teacher. It doesn't make sense. I'm studying for seven, eight hours, and I'm getting a 60-something is wrong. I would have then your parents get involved. Either you're not listening by class, or... Something else is going on. Now, if you tell me you're a perfectionist and you study so hard and you can't think and you're so nervous, that's something else. But you tell me everything is okay. Maybe there's a learning disability. All of a sudden that developed, which I highly doubt. What happens that you're spending eight hours studying for a test? Something doesn't match. I would say a half hour, 45 minutes, an hour. That's
2: too short for me. Too short. I say much more.
0: Uh, oh I understand exactly what you're saying and what I'm saying is you might be saying something a lot more that I don't want to address right now and I feel that's your parents and your teacher and you to sit down together and to start discussing it what's the average time that a student studies why do you need so much more time and if you're putting in the time why aren't you getting the good marks I'm not going to answer that I'm leaving you with questions that you can have your parents listen to this program have the teachers if you'd like listen to this program or have or just tell them what I suggested that they sit with you all three together and understand, is there something else going on? Well, Baruch Hashem, you're not a perfectionist, so we're not going to deal with any of those issues. But I would have you identify what's going on.
3: Okay, thank you.
0: Excellent, you're welcome. And we hats lacha.
7: Yosef.
0: Yosef, just before we do that, I'd like to just read a question that we got, and I usually don't read them that much, but we're going to take this one. First of all, thank you for your amazing work. Your line is totally addictive. A close family member of mine that is very sick and not ready to get help. I read up a bit about diagnosis called uh, sociopath. It's sociopath. Do you have any knowledge or experience with it? And if yes, write up about it and according to the author, there's no way of healing or even treating this person. Um, Just the people around need help. Is that the only approach? Well, I like... I shouldn't say I don't like. I meant it facetiously. I get disappointed when people read certain diagnoses and start diagnosing others because there are certain diagnoses that are so serious that even me as a seasoned therapist will never diagnose because I'm hesitant and afraid to give someone that diagnosis. And one of them is a sociopath. Sociopath to me is one of the most severe, serious diagnoses that are out there. These are people that break any rule in the laws. They had a pleasure out of that. They have zero regret ever They can watch people be in pain and even either feel nothing or get pleasure from that. These are people that want to break the fundamental of concepts, of rules, and they're like antisocial when you use the clinical term. Not antisocial as people think, oh, the person doesn't like social. Clinically, antisocial can mean violent. So they like breaking laws. They get a pleasure out of that. And a sociopath has no feelings to any of these levels of what they do. So they are unfortunately cruel. They can hurt animals, hurt people, and feel no pain at all. Are you saying this is your relative before you diagnose? And that's the only reason why I'm taking your your question, your reading. It It is one of those triggers that trigger me when people call up with diagnosing people because they heard or read. It is extremely serious. I, in my life, I cannot speak for the future... But even just a personality disorder, I will not diagnose, and that's something that therapists do right and left. But everyone's diagnosing everyone's wife as borderline and narcissist. This is like right and left, and I hesitate to diagnose someone a personality disorder, a sociopath. That's like, oh my gosh, I would even even the three or four top psychiatrists I'd refer to, I wouldn't even probably send to any of them the the amount of. Oh, let's not go into what I would do before I would let someone do that. And here you just sent it so easy and gently. So all I will say is, please, let's not diagnose. I'm glad you asked, but let's recognize that that's a very heavy diagnosis that you just asked me, Is your does your cousin have it?
7: Let's send him to the ISIS.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay, so we got Yosef, you're on with Mordechai.
4: Okay, so first of all, thank you very, very much, Mordechai and amazing job that everybody does there yeah i enjoy the weekly session i wish it was twice a week thank you um okay i've i started off with one comment and now i have four comments
0: well let's see if we can keep it to like your choice either four comments in five minutes or one comment (laughs) let's try good well quick like yeah we got the The law the board's all lit up Okay, so the
4: first one is the person calling with his daughter being a... Actor. He's scared that she'll be an actor. So even though you gave a very nice example of if you call her smart, will she become smart, it's a little different because an actor is something that you could become smart. It's something that's in the hands of Hashem. Well, everything is in the hands of Hashem, but smart is something that, the person born with. Great, Yosef, yes, let's stop there a, a second. I, like perso-
0: I personally have a different of belief on that. I believe that people are not born smart. Parents and the system and society has a power of enhancing it. So I believe, let's rephrase it, I believe everyone is born smart and with different talents, and I believe that words that we use can poison
4: I, I or grow. The, I hear the, the way you're going, but I just want to say about the actor's part, there is a concept like down the bar in Musser and Chazal of uh, uh, the disciple. I'll give you a very nice example that's coming up now. Perm the disciple brings down the and the Igarus, uh, something like that. The stipple saver that
0: Kuntresa in the Igarus, Kuntresa de the Igras.
4: in his, in yeshiva was him and his time. We were talking about already, when the stipple was in yeshiva that was over a hundred years ago. They and dressed up like a Russia or form ended up going getting messed up in a year the There's a concept of Chazal of of somebody being phrased by a name and ending up like that. Is it by everybody? Definitely not. Is there such a concept? Yes there is.
0: And your <laughs> second comment. Leon, let's just let me just let's give th- one response to Because as your site was just now, Rabutal Cats, the Rosh Hashiva intels. I'm pretty sure that's who they had it, that they said it by, that when the Talmidim would go, he was Rosh Hashiva, there would be pictures of Gedolim, and in the center frame right behind him was an empty frame, and said, Vuzentir, where are you? There's and- such a concept that Rabbi Gifter used to say that too.
4: Reb Gifter, had, when he was in Bekhar, he had a book of Gedolim, and he left one place out. They said, hopefully one day we'll be there
0: okay yes so now let's go to your second yeah. comment my second comment was huh, someone uh, sent us a message a uh, girl cannot be an actor out. only an actress very good appreciate that whoever sent that okay go ahead
4: um, the, my second comment is the person with the kids telling her son about becoming fat or <laughs> eating healthy well if the kid is really young then it's it should be only up to the parents of a kid, unless the parents need help. That's a separate issue. But the kid should, the older kids should not be fearing as a parent for a different reason. It can mess up the kids. I personally have an uncle who I can't say he became the best he, can, he, he could because he had so many older siblings that were telling you what to do. It's very, very hurtful for a kid. To, to have older siblings tell you what to do. Is it true Joseph. that while he's young and he's gaining weight, it's good to to slow down a little? Yes, it is because it's easier when you start gaining weight than when you become fat. I know that from experience. Lose it weight. It's better not to wait till until till when it gets urgent. But it, it, but it, it's much more true. And dangerous for the kids, a future of of healthness. Then his siblings should be telling you what to do. His parents should be the only ones telling you what to do.
0: Okay, let us thank you for the comments. I, app- I, 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 I know, know but we gotta go now, Rabbi Yosef. Uh, I Yosef, appreciate it.
7: Uh, we may, maybe we'll make you a, di- a different show for you. <laughs> I appreciate so, but the line is so busy. And thank you, I appreciate. So we have uh, Ms. G. Right, so Ms.
0: Hashem, feel free to call up. We'll follow up. We'll continue in the future. Ms. Excellent. Ms. G. Thanks, Ms. G. Hi. Yes, how are you? Uh, Hashem. Fantastic.
2: I'm 17 and I'm tutoring the second grader. Yes. And I want to know how to build her self esteem.
0: And you want that in about 30 seconds or less? <laughs> Thing. <laughs> all right. So, thirty seconds or less is my first program that I have on my pr- on my phone line. Is number one. That's the number seven one eight, two nine eight two zero one one. That's seven one eight two nine eight two zero one one. Section one, program one. It's how to build your self esteem. And there, I put that thirty seconds in an hour. Section
10: one. Program one.
0: Program one. Yeah, we got over the like daily motivational quotes, questions and answers, but. Self-esteem, I can share with you a concept or two, but to actually do it, um, how to do it. So number one is you wanna focus on what are their strengths. You want to repeat certain positives over and over for it to get into the mind. You want to also identify are there negative pains that are putting in negative beliefs over there as to what's happening. We need to have a, a history of what's happening. Is she good at something? If someone's not good at math, you don't wanna go, you're so brilliant at math. You gotta be honest. You gotta know what you're building up, what you're recommending. Yeah. So there's so much there. So if you'd like an entire program, I discuss the positives, negatives, how do you get it, how do people lose their self esteem, how can you develop a self esteem, all that is there. it's
2: also for a kid.
0: It's. I I could do. We're all one. We all started as kids. I started as a very, very young kid. In fact, I even started being born and like, you know, one minute old. Yeah, but it's the same if I do it to my friend or if I do it to a kid. Of course. You can just explain it more and validate it more or clarify it more on a logical level, but it's the same you say this, definitely. Uh Uh, Now, let me first clarify. Your question is a valid question. Can you do the same tools on a kid as an adult? I definitely agree that it's a a great question. I'm sorry for – I just meant to say that, yes, it's also important that if you have those tools, you'll understand the concepts, you'll be able to actually do it.
2: Yeah. Okay. Thank
0: you. You're very welcome, and thank you for holding that long. All okay. right. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Who do we have? Uh, we have
7: Chaim, but I want to uh, say mm-hmm. something about uh, recording about uh, about something. Somebody text us about uh, the exam, exam test and stuff like this. How how it's possible that uh, a kids can get uh, excellent in uh, the school test and very poor? On the uh, state test, interesting. So that's uh, something that would maybe we address the, the girl that uh, had the problem
0: with the. Okay, um. So let's try to recognize what that means. What that means is when people take state tests, they focus on various parts of the mind, which means there could be some that are informational. One plus one is two. Some tests might be comp- uh, might be testing on your knowledge about worldly subjects. Some of the tests might be analytical. means 1 plus 1 is 2, 2 plus 2 is 4. Some of them might be suggestive. If 1 plus 1 is 2 and 2 plus 2 is 4, what would be the next following up to those questions? What would be the next question? And it could be either 3 plus 3 will be 6, or it could be Four plus four will be eight, depending on what type of patterns will follow. And that's not about math. That's not about plus or minus. It's about patterns. And when they do these tests, especially in psychological testing, they don't just have the same questions over and over in a different way. They're looking to gear how the person's doing in different areas and different ways of thinking. So they might just be asking you not about American history. They might be asking you about world history or about details that you might know or might not know. So it is possible to do well on tests where you study in school, where you're given this and this is the information, memorize it, you'll do great. By boys, you have the same issue, where boys can be great up to about grade 9, 10, let's say, and talking about the learning part, where the information is chomish, rashi, gemara. But then when you start sitting with a chavrusa for hours, it's how can you learn now the gemara without a Rebbe teaching you the taich, the explanation of it, can you pick it up on your own? How are you in language? How are you with understanding, a, and a It's a whole different part of the brain than when you're sitting in class and your Rebbe is just teaching the taich, saying it, and you're repeating it. And that's where many times you can have boys that are successful and that's where they're going to have a difficult time. You can have the same thing with girls where as long as they have one or two teachers, it's very structured, they're solid. But once they go to high school and they have decompartmental different teachers teaching different classes, so they can have sometimes eight classes, eight teachers in a matter of four hours or three hours. And some girls aren't easy with change. They might not do well at all in any of them. So what I would like you to recognize is that it's, Very complicated um why I shouldn't say complicated. It's clear that when someone might be able to regurgitate the information, but in the state test, which might have a lot more, they might not be able to be successful all over. Hopefully that answers the question. Harv Nissen, who else do we have? All right. Oh, we have Chaim. Chaim, you're on with Mordechai and Nissen. Hi. Yes.
10: Yeah, um, I have a question like this. I have two friends, co- very close friends of mine. Yes. The only thing is that these two friends, they're not really friendly with each other, and they sometimes have like a hard time like talking to each other even.
0: Good. Can you just say it again? Sorry, I was just reading some texts as not you were problem. talking. And, uh, yeah, go yeah. ahead.
10: Um, I-, I have two very close friends. Yes. And they don't really talk to each other.
0: Ah, oh, that gets complicated, my friend. Yes. And your difficulty is, let's take the question to you.
10: That First, first of all, I would, I would like to have them being friends with each other. Yes. Also, let's say I want to do something in my house. Who should I invite? Who shouldn't I invite? Could I invite both? And it will be like a little bit interesting.
0: Yes, my friend. I am with you on this. Which means we all have this. And I would share with you why I am with you on that. I find myself a little bit complicated. Which means I'm a complicated person because I like, I have a a general, genuine interest in many different topics. And therefore, my friends that have an interest in the topics that I like, I connect to them. Now, I've got about three sets of friends. All three are almost the exact opposites of the other one. And what I've learned to do is, instead of trying to combine all the worlds, because I've done it several times and it hasn't been that successful. So in my world, what I've done is, I've learned to go, when I'm in the mood of this type of feeling, I will connect with those friends or connect with that person. When I'm in the mood of another one, I will connect with that one. What I try to have them realize is that I'm not picking one over the other. So I tell them, this is just me. So for example, part of me would like to go on a hiking trip outdoors and be rough. And be. I'm saying like, rough at it. The other group of mine like a lot of comfortability, a good restaurant, a good going to places, whatever it should be. It's a complete different life. Now I like both, and therefore I, well, you know, used to try to combine them together. And I find it doesn't work that smooth. I haven't been able to. It doesn't mean you might not be able to.
10: Well, I, I, I don't like so much groups. It's just like two guys. Sometimes like I could just like get them in the same room and like start a conversation, and then they'll be like together. They'll be with me. That that sometimes helps it out. But then like the next day. They'll they'll be like, n- now talking again. Now let me like ask that. you:
0: Are those two similar to your natures? They might be similar natures, and it's different than my than my story that I'm sharing about me.
10: Right. Well, one is more similar in one way, and one's similar in a different way. That's the hard part.
0: Right. Yeah. You mean similar to you? But I'm talking about what about the two together?
10: Oh, to each other. To each other. Um. Yeah, I, I do. Right now that you say it, I do think about it. They're not really so. But the reason why they don't really talk to each other, I don't think it's so much about their different natures.
0: But rather because?
10: I don't know, one of them one time made fun of the other one or something like that.
0: Now, is that possible that it is because of their different natures, that one is more outgoing, the other one's more sensitive?
10: Well, one is more sensitive. That's right.
0: Right, And what you might want to clarify to both of them is saying, look, I like both of you guys. Is it okay if I'm friends with each of you and none of you get insulted? We first want to clarify that, step one. Step two is you might ask them individually, is there a way that we can get you guys together? Because I would much rather have all three friends, my two best friends, together, and then we can have three best friends together and we're a solid group. Three friends together is a very powerful, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not. Right. But again, accept that they might not happen, and then you can say, "At times I'll be with you. At times I'll be with you." Right. And appreciate and enjoy their different natures.
10: Right. Would it be like a not like a smart thing? Like I say, I brought them both together. I say I want to go like on a trip or something. If I take them both, it could I would end first like, prepare
0: it in advance. First, right. ask each of them, "Are you okay with that? What's holding you back?" Then the right. safety level. What can I do for each of you to feel comfortable? Like if the guy that's more sensitive and the other one's more tougher, he might have a tap. Like he'll just tap you on the shoulder, or or like make a certain sound, or just do a code word that knows. you Oh, he took it personally. He'll tell the friend. Oh, so, you know, let's be careful. Let's be sensitive.
10: Right. So the one that's more sensitive, he'll probably say no. But if if I brought him, he would probably like it. I think.
0: Yeah, maybe. Like- so discuss it. I am very, very for discussion. Open communication. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Okay. Mrs. S., you're on the ear with Mordecai Anissim. Hi. Yes. Hi. Hello? Yes. Hi, back.
2: Okay. I have a question. Um, you spoke about last week or like two weeks ago the importance of physical touch with kids and everything. Yes. I'd like to know... Um. If there's anything to do with someone that's, like, to the, different, to the other extreme, like in, like in a teacher position, it affects very much. When students want to talk to me, I just, like, push them away to step back.
0: Like, don't get too close to me. Okay. So your question is that if a child does not know their healthy space circumference, they talk too in you, too close to you, they might be touching your hands, they might be touching your notebook, they might be touching your desk when it's not that appropriate or that's not the comfort level that you would like.
2: No, it's in general, like, I don't like touch uh, uh, at all.
0: Uh-huh, and what is your question?
2: My question is, um, is that if there's anything, which type of therapy would help that?
0: Well, first let's identify what age is. If you're a preschool, understand that two-year-olds and when you're going to be teaching their classes or be with them everything's about touch mora and they need to touch you and they need to feel and that's why all the paint is finger paints Mm -hmm. and if you have an issue with that then either get help or i would just recommend like really that might not be the best position for you right now because you got to know you got to when we take a job when we do something we need to be able to fit to that role
9: right no but i'm talking like with older girls i'm okay so I guess.
0: right so now we've got that level that if it's older girls and it's appropriate not to need to touch them now it's a personal question to you are you married yeah do you have children yeah how do you deal with when your kids need to touch you that is probably going to be part of your job
2: not quite comfortable
0: yeah yeah So now what you're discussing is a sensory issue and the type of therapy that does is occupational therapy. That's what they do. It's sensory. You can look up sensory issues and you'll see what it is because touch is part of a human need that we have. Some have it more, some have it less, but not being able to touch is something that either sensory, either was knocked out, but... Mm-hmm. It's just the process. We got to learn to master that. If okay. you'd like, if you'd like a tip or two that I could just recommend, that they do this like mamish olive base. It's not even. I don't even want to call it like real sensory, you know, information, but it is still what they do. And the first step is just take your hand and start rubbing it over your body, even on top of your clothing. Then the second step is taking like a broom or you know they have sometimes those soft feathers that they usually like for dusting. Yeah. And you take that and you start doing it over your body, over your face, and you start getting your body used to that. And then what they do is they have like special, like a little bit harder, a little bit more firm type brushes and bristles that you Mm -hmm. can then touch and feel. And your body needs to do it. You could do it on top of your clothing and sometimes on your skin. It's needed for your body to get used to touch, to get used to that. And it might be so long out of whack. And notice I'm purposely not asking you, were there any traumas that happened? Is there any of your parents that did touch or didn't touch? Nowhere close to that. I'm not going there. And if those are there, then you need a therapist. But I'm just explaining it, that little concept, that there's still touch, which is an occupational therapist role. And then we need to know if there are certain traumas that happen that you're avoiding touch. And then that would be an emotional therapist. But I don't want to go there, not publicly.
2: Uh-huh. so you think I should first start with the uh, with the occupational therapy?
0: If the if you feel there were no emotional traumas. Mhm. Okay? Yes. Okay, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you okay. for being brave and asking that question. Thanks. Mrs. J. All right, we've got Mrs. J on the air. Mrs. J. All right, we're going to go to Seni. Seni, you're in with Mordechai. You're on with Mordechai. Hello. Yes. Sani.
2: Hello.
0: Um, wait. I'm sorry. You're just coming out low. I'm not hearing you clearly. Oops. Could you hear me? Yes, I hear you.
2: Okay,
0: Sani, my name is. Sani as S-O-N. No, Sani. Sani, a girl's name. Sarni. S-A-R-N-I. Sani. No, Sani, like Sana. Oh, sure, Sani. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. First of all, thank you so much for your show. You're very welcome, and thanks for being brave to call in.
2: Okay, I have a question. I'm in high school, and there's a kid in my class who, I mean, I had friends with this from the beginning. It's a smaller high school. And she does a ton of things just to get attention. Like, she'll, like, scream really loud, or she'll so start saying
0: stuff that, like... This is a girl in your class? In my class. Yeah.
2: And I'm just wondering, like... Because I happen to be a sensitive girl, Like, I'll give her the attention she asks for. But is it smarter to give it to her? Like, I don't know how I should be dealing with that because she does, like, weird things to get attention. I don't know if I should be giving her the attention when she does weird things. Like, is that kind of training her? To do weird? Like, how does that work?
0: Uh, I wouldn't have the answer for that because the answer is so complicated that we would need to know what's going on by her. You might be giving her attention, which might be hurting her. And at the other hand, you might be not giving her attention when that's really what she needs, and you might be hurting her. So we need to know more about her before we can guide. Right.
2: So it happens to be, it's, some, it's, like a, it's a thing that she does with everybody. Not, it's not just me, I just notice
0: it. I don't have an answer when we're asking about someone that we know nothing about.
2: I know, I know something about it. Would that
0: help? or? I don't know if we can discuss it on air okay fine well thank you anyways right so i want to thank you for being brave for calling in and i you know i just don't have the answer for that all right well thank you anyways you're welcome thank you for okay, being brave and certainly miss c miss c we're going back to c oh maybe not yeah yeah Hi. yes hi how are you
2: yeah, I'm fine. Um my question is I'm not sure if it's really meant for this line but I'm gonna try anyway. Is it
0: family appropriate um, to ask?
2: Oh it is family appropriate, but I don't know if it's in the mental health or it's in the it's in the medical health. Okay. Yeah. Um I just started working with someone with um autism. Yes. And I would like to know, does autism get better? That person is the real, real extreme, so you can really not communicate too much with them. And if it's just gonna stay this way, I don't think I should stay with it because it doesn't give me any satisfaction.
0: But ah. it's a coworker. Huh? Ooh, let's listen to this question. This is great. Why is your question so great and so honest? Hello. Yeah. Why is your question so great and so honest? Well, because I'm saying it all out. Because you're saying. That when I choose to help someone, I also need to feel good about no. what I am doing.
2: Um by nature I am a person that I like to help um people. But I also wanna feel I don't want the person basically what I need to do with him. I gotta guard him. He shouldn't um if you will be alone you can just mess up the entire entire house or damage do damage to different kids or to yourself. But if I'm just standing there like a clutch, I don't feel comfortable.
0: So let's understand, again, I feel... uh, I'm going to push you again. If you're just standing there like a klutz, what's the problem with that? Well, it's very boring. Ah. So when you stop this kid... Well, there is some sort
2: of satisfaction, because I knew that he doesn't really interact, and when he did try to damage himself, I said, no, it's a boo-boo, don't do it. And he said, "Uh, a boo-boo? And he answered me, and also I did realize he has a certain... Sent to me
0: a show, and I suggested a certain thing for him. Can I? I do sign. Well, can, can I turn the question to us a little, to all of us? And I really feel your question is so important. Because what I heard you say is, and I guess you're saying that's not what I heard. So we'll let you like we'll accept it. But no, I just might be. No, I'd like to go to what I heard, and that's a question that I have made times in therapy, and sometimes therapists would push me to take a case, and I would do it, and I would be wrong or right for that reason. And let me explain to you the concept. When we help someone, if we can really be brutally honest, that part of us feels good when we do it, and therefore we need to take ourselves into the equation. That means if I help someone, I know part of me feels good. Is it kulishma? No. And that's the real brutal honesty that we need to see sometimes. Is it I'm not doing something because I don't feel good about it? Or is it... Because I'm really mean for the rabbi Shleilam's sake. So now let's say for a second, autism can never be helped. And this kid will not get smarter by you saying, you do it, that's a boo-boo. And he'll do that for the next 100 years. Rabbi Rabbeinu should be ma'arach yamim. But you're helping the family. Or at least this moment, this kid with autism had a feeling of happiness. It won't be the great changes that you expect. You changed the whole life, but you did change this second. Is that still special?
2: Yes, it is special. And uh, it shows out because I I almost gave up the case because um, a different thing that came up. um, Part of my, someone just wanted me to have that time for something else. And I was like, oh, I was only for like a few hours with that kid, but I feel so connected. I can't do it. And then I was like, what? What do you say? You know that it was uncomfortable for you. Not uncomfortable, but it was hard for you. So... And now you say you cannot stop it, but after, um, but as of now, it's just like a question mark: if I should keep it or stop it.
0: So first, and let's I recognize that as a therapist, I have Good. that many times, which is: am I helping the person? And how am I feeling? Is it my ego involved? Okay. If, I, if I don't want to work with someone, and what's really nice is, and sometimes I think about this, and sometimes I dive in for me to recognize the patience that the Rebbeinu shalom has with me boy, how many times has he sent me messages and I just didn't get it or I'm still not getting it. And yet the love and the patience that the Rabbi Shalom has with me, I always daven for me to remember that and keep that in mind that when I work with people, and it might take five sessions or ten sessions, they might not get it with me, for me to be able to have that patience as well. And what I learned from those little moments of like when I used to volunteer in for people with the autistic spectrum is, I might not make a big dent in the big scheme of their life, but just today I was able to. Just today I was able to make a Yiddish kid smile. And you will be surprised how attached, as you're saying, you get to these children. I have a newborn baby, and it's amazing how helpless they are, but yet how powerful that is, that love, that connection when you hold a newborn baby and you feel they're completely like dependent on you, it creates at the same time a level of love, a level of care that the older, more independent they get, we don't have that. So to every level, there's a balance. They might be harder. They might not get the information and you might not see the changes as in others, but at the same time, there is something to our humanity, to us, that we grow when we can do and give without any expectation back, without any of the ego, without any of the feeling I have accomplished. And that is very special.
2: Um, another one part, um, but for being having something accomplished, um, is there some sort of chance to have a connection, like for him to feel a connection? Or is it always going to be so far-fetched? I do feel the connection, but it doesn't sound like he sees something.
0: Does he smile?
2: Um, I was only there for two times already, so that's Did a total he smile. of five
0: hours. Did he smile when you gave him During something? During the time, yes. Did yeah. he ever give you a hug? No. Okay. Not yet. Well, they are can be very expressive, and you know by them feeling good, you've accomplished something. Have you accomplished that you'll teach them how to read and maybe put on tefillin or that they'll do mitzvahs? They might not have the no, capabilities. No, I don't think so. That's right. They wouldn't do it. They There's... might not be able to, their Rabbanish Lame. But remember, their Rabbanish is keeping them alive. They are just as Yiddish, just as Jewish as me and you are. Definitely. They have the same Neshama, Yiddish Neshama, as we do. Harv Nisan, what do you say to this question?
7: You know, it's, uh, it's tough. I, just, I said that... Uh, one thing that, uh, as a professional and client, you have to de- make some kind of distance because I feel it's some kind of expectation that uh, I, d- I don't I don't I'm afraid that it will be disappointing in a certain age. And it seems like you, uh, wi- uh, quite young, to to realize that uh, you're facing uh, sometimes a lot of disappointment, and, and sometimes you have to understand that that's what the issue, you know. I myself uh, had so well, many no. times uh, expectation yeah, and I yeah, yeah. thought, okay, we will. So that's that's my point, yeah.
0: Thank you. And one of our messages, one of our listeners has texted in saying that we should teach you some ABA, which is behavioral type therapy, and that's exactly what you do with people on the autistic spectrum, by repeating it over and yeah. over, teaching them behaviors that works. Again, I don't have the Yeah, age. there's
2: such a thing as a Sunrise um, program and that the mother of the child wants me to...
0: Good, so great. into that. But. Great, great. But again, I feel you're asking more on a global scale, that if this kid will yeah. never be healthy, that's why I didn't recommend you go down that path. No, I
2: know he's never going to be healthy, as healthy as any regular kid. But I want to know if there's going to be some sort of difference, if something is going to...
0: Yeah. Okay, go. Thank okay, you. thank you so much. You're very welcome. Nissen, who do we have next? Oh, man. Mrs. R, you're on with Mordechai. Hello? Hello? Yes, yes. you're on with Mordechai and Ism.
11: Uh I'm crazy, so I'm not sure that you're speaking to the right person.
0: Okay. Well, But we're trying, what we're doing is we're trying not to mention women's names. Someone recommended Fatsnias and I agree with that, so we are at least for my program. So we're just calling by R by letters. Oh, I didn't stand what, what we're yeah, missing with that. That's like, what's oh, going me. on. I appreciate someone said and I agree that's not at least for my sake, it's not sneakers for me to call a lady by the first name. And I was grappling with this issue and someone suggested and I like the suggestion. So well I'll just call you Mrs. R. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Okay.
11: I am by nature a very healthy introvert. I have no problem relating to people, one-on-one basis, and I'm quite good at that. Yes. The problem begins when I'm in a public setting, like uh parties, gatherings, and that's when I get very, very flustered, and I feel, I feel so inferior, and, and, and I don't know, I just can't open my mouth, and it's not like I'm shy, I'm not a shy person at all. So that's when I feel that I, I, I don't know, I don't know what to do, and it, it, it's something which I, which I am basically one-on-one basis. I'm great. I'm really good. So yes. it's like maybe, uh, like the maybe I could, I should find the right balance to help me feel comfortable in a public setting.
0: Okay, well, first let's recognize what you are asking, and I like the way you asked it, because you said you're a very healthy introvert, it means you're happy with yourself, one-on-one, you do great, and it's in a public setting that you don't do well. Right. And you know what's interesting? I find myself the same way. It means, one of the things that I love about the radio and the studio is that I'm one-on-one. If I would need to deal with 10 people at once, the more people I sort of like lose focus. I do excellent in big crowds, I love a large crowd, I get more energized the bigger the crowd is, however t- for me too, there are people that are alive, and they go from table to table at Simchas, and they have a comment to everyone while they're talking to one person, they're able to juggle 15 conversations at once, that's not me. And I wonder if you can use your healthy introverted powers in a large crowd. So I like sitting at a table and talking to two, three people max at a time. Then I might switch tables and then speak to those two, three people at a time. Or meet someone and then pull them to the side and do your one-on-one power privately in a large setting. But how, how, what what should I
11: feel? Because I can't explain to you that I feel so inferior in a public setting. Now here's
0: where the issue comes in. Now I'd ask Uh, you, why do you feel inferior in a public setting?
11: Because suddenly I have nothing what to say. I am dull, and I am, like, suddenly I'm, like, telling myself, okay, why do you think, why do you feel so confident? Like, when you want one one-to-one basis, you're, like, great, and you're you're a great speaker and a great everything. You're so, like, you know, you're a great teacher and a great this, great that. And then suddenly I am, like... Quiet, quiet, like some people would have a person with, with, you know what I mean, generally so look let's, at
0: me. So in, in cognitive therapy, Then before you do the inner work, we first start with the awareness. Why? What happens to you in public settings that your belief in yourself disappears? It doesn't just happen. There is a thought process that you might not be aware of. And let's start identifying that.
11: I guess that's where I realize how how I'm I'm so naive in most things, and maybe I could blame myself because I don't read, I can't read, right? So maybe I blame myself because I I just am not able to read. So let me take a step back. If you can't
0: read, if you can't read, then why do you feel your confidence one-on-one? So I don't hear right now introvert and extrovert at all. I wouldn't even use those terms with you right now. Right now we're hearing that there is an issue that comes up that gets triggered when you're public. Now, I'd ask you, why does that get triggered when you're in a public setting and not in an in, in, in individual setting?
11: Because when it's an individual, I am going to, I'm going to make the one person go, I guess, in my line,
0: to a place where my, where my expertise is great. Hold on, stop there a second. Now, what can you do to take this belief, this system that you have, and now transfer it in public? Can you share with me two, three ideas how you can do that? In public. Yes. uh, How can you feel in public you're bringing them or whoever you're connecting to in public in your world?
11: I think it's a little silly because I realize in public. No, I don't want you to
0: go. I don't want you to do that. I'm not doing that. I don't even clarify what you want to do and what I'm not having you do. I want you to answer that specific question. What can you do in public to feel. That you that they are entering your world, the entire whole, the entire world 10,000 people are all coming into your world. I, I don't know, so let's think about that a moment. What can make this entire world of seven billion people all less than one?
11: Maybe if they see us just a, a simple smile and a simple. Simple self-esteem, just when looking at a person and not really trying to to, to make sure that people around you, uh, like, that. Are, like I, I just want to impress
0: people. Great, go ahead, stop, stop. Just see now, 7 billion people in the world and they're all just one person looking at your smile and just seeing your self-esteem and you do not need to impress anyone. Feel that and now see yourself going into a room and there could be hundreds of people and they're all just one. One person just seeing your smile and seeing your self-esteem. Yeah, that, that's a great thing. Now, hold on. Practice it. If you go to a simcha within the week and call us up next week. Just see how that goes and visualize in your mind that image when you go and while you're there. And if you feel you're losing it, close your eyes. See everyone just seeing your smile and just your self-esteem. And that trick, the tool that you use to individualize with the person, you might be able to do it in public. And then you might say, I was a healthy introvert, and now I see I'm even a healthier extrovert. I think
11: I think that, yes, to wait for Mashiach to come. I'm willing,
0: willing to wait for Mashiach. I'm waiting anyhow. So while we're waiting, may he come this very second. How about try it out? And if Mashiach does not come by next week, call us up and share with us your experience. Uh-huh. I hear what you're saying. Just be, be a skeptic. Don't believe me. I'm asking you just to try it. It's a physical thing. Go to a place, imagine it before, imagine it there, and tell me how it goes. This is, by the way, what I do try a lot. I would, I like, you to try. Try, I would like you to try it again. What I've recommended and the way you try it might be a slight difference, and this might work, and we can explain another time why. Okay, Well. Right? Excellent. Thanks so much. Thank you. And I'm just going to respond to a text with a person so I should not read it out loud, so I won't. And you know who I'm talking to, to which caller. And please do not feel bad at all. Part of the reason why I answered what I answered is because I purposely did not want to do that because there are issues that I have with whatever it is you know what I'm talking about as you addressed it. So I just want you to know, no problem, completely understand. I am so comfortable. You did great, brave that you called in and keep on growing, and you did fantastic. Thank you.
7: Mrs. S.
0: Mrs. S., you're on with Mordecai. And the number yeah, to hi. call in is 718 658 Yes.
11: Yes, hello. Um, I wanted to ask a
2: question. Uh, no offense to you. It has nothing to do with you because I never used you. Um, question I wanted to ask was, Because I went, I had a situation in life and I went to a lot of therapists. I had a lot of views on them and my own opinions on them. And some of them were better. Some of them were worse. Um, Talking to people with license, without license. And then I have people asking me about them. Now, how do I know the person? How do I know to differentiate if a therapist was good and just not a good shidduh with me? Or the therapist is tough and not good, like I think, like my opinion tells me that the person is not worth um whatever so your question is how
0: can you give a referral if you weren't happy with someone maybe the therapist was great just not a good should for you or maybe they weren't good at all right yeah this is what i want to know excellent that's exactly why i don't make any referrals you hit it i will you will not get a referral out of me only to relief which they do referrals yeah but what happens if somebody asks me i don't want to well what would you well what do you think is responsible
2: but it's very hard because these people,
0: I, I always say like... Uh, Let me, uh, let's, me clari- can- Let, let's clarify a concept to you. It sounds okay. like people are asking you a question that you don't want to answer. You're not confident to answer and you're not able to say no. That's how I would take the question. I, have I really want to
2: help them, but I don't want to.
0: That's right. You really want to help, help them. them, but if you don't know how to help them, so will you do surgery to someone that hasn't that needs an open heart surgery because you're no, really i wa- gonna
2: send them to a surgeon. That's right. So
0: why don't you do that? I would recommend that you make a referral to Relief. You don't have enough experience. You only have your experience. Now that's not enough. I but do I not know have. A, that I
2: also like to ask a person that I know, he's someone ah. rather than calling relief, rather than calling. Um, okay, well then
0: realize if you ask an individual person, you're going to get an individual opinion. Right. Then that's the but answer.
2: But how do I know that? But how do I know the different aid?
0: Well, you. Well, again, you are choosing now to give a response. You're making a choice, cause you like right. it. You want to give it to them. And then maybe I'll just recommend that you say, listen, this was only my experience. Mm-hmm. I'll be very open on this with you. There are many clients that are not happy with me. Mm-hmm. I don't assume to have the answer to everyone. I never say I do. In fact, I say I don't. And I daven for siyata every time. In fact, I'm able to even recognize many times within the first three sessions if we're a good shidduch or not. Sometimes I'm wrong, but many times I'm right. And instead of me going through a painful experience and the client go through a painful experience, we just stop peacefully and happily and end it nicely. Mm -hmm. So I don't refer to any therapist because I feel I only have my limited experience. Many times these organizations, they follow up with the clients and they ask you, please call back and please tell us your feedback. So they can have a poll of 50 people's opinions about this therapist. I don't. Therefore, I don't do something that I don't feel I'm good at, which that might affect someone's life. Now, you might like to do that. You might want to do that. And then that's your choice. I don't
2: know, like cause. Let's say I went to someone. And I was very unhappy. Let's put it this way. And I feel like nobody should go through that person. Like it, it doesn't
0: work. Yes. Yeah, so and now because you were pained and you had a very bad experience, does that mean that no one this will? This is
2: what I want to know. If this is my own experience or there's something
0: more to it. Now, how could we know that if there aren't, if you don't speak to 10 other people that went to that therapist, we'll never know.
2: That's the hard part. No That's right. So that. now, it's...
0: can you do referrals?
2: I can, but if somebody comes and asks, I don't, I'm not in the
11: open. I mean, am Well, then the you call. can
0: just share, this was my experience, but I don't know others. You're allowed to say I had a horrible experience. Mm-hmm. But the point is recognize, are you then referring them to relief? Are you referring to those that do referrals? Are you going to share with them a person you had a positive experience? I have an issue when people only share negatives. I, no, I, I gener- the, the good ones I'll rave about. And Excellent. So now I'm let's like- clarify. The good ones that you liked, you'll rave about. Mm-hmm. I have a long time let go of my perception of me knowing and understanding. And what worked for me will work for someone else. That's why when people sometimes call up and go, oh, Cognitive therapy, someone sent us a message over here, talk therapy didn't work for me. What other therapy modalities do you have? My first question is, who said you really went to a licensed talk therapist? And then you Mm -hmm. did. Did you go to a student? Did you go to someone with years of experience? What was the setting? What was the experience? Were you closed off? Were you not? There's so much involved in a referral. So I know when Relief and Echo, when they speak to people, they spend about an hour asking what their diagnosis is. Imagine your diagnosis or not diagnosis, whatever issue you had, was the the one thing that that therapist is terrible with. And you and her or him brought out the worst in each of you. Mm -hmm. However, they're amazing. I know some people that specialize in teenagers. I sent an adult person to someone that specializes in teenagers and tells me he's treating me like a kid. And now you're going (laughs) to say this guy's a terrible therapist. It might not even be their specialty. That's the no, wrong suit size. Many things. That's why I'm saying I can't even tell you what to do. Notice I'm not telling you what mm-hmm. to do, what not to do. I'm just right. educating you as to how complicated it is when you do a referral. I know, but I had once somebody referred to You are now repeating yourself, and I have nothing more to follow up. Mm-hmm. All right? Moda okay. is not
7: with an uh, old, old profession. It's everything in life. Thank you. This is in construction. Do you have that? that I, I don't like to refer to people at the construction because they don't know, you know. And sometimes client has a different uh, perspective to, to expect from the profession. Yeah, the construction is very open. And
2: people talk about it in the open. This is very secret. And what and about Shidduchim?
7: What about Shidduchim? You know, we, we said you know, we can see that, oh, this match never will be happened. And suddenly you find this Shidduch is working very beautiful. And even you don't think, never thought in your life that this couple will be together. And that's a kadosh b'ruachu, and that happened. But the other stuff, we cannot be hundred percent sure. If doesn't right. something work for you,
0: could be for the other one. It could be better. Now the reason why your question is so tricky is because I don't think you should also say nothing. That's why I'm not telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just complicated. Okay. And if it's complicated, smart, I don't.
2: I, need to say it's my opinion.
0: I don't have the. I don't even want to say that. I'm not even going into an answer. All I'm mm-hmm. saying is, it's for my level. I cannot give an answer to that. I'm just explaining to you how complicated your question is to me. And when questions are that complicated, I also learn how to say this is something that is out of my expertise. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. So I don't think you're walking out with a clear answer, but you might be walking out more confused or more educated confused. Mm -hmm. And I do want to apologize for your experiences that you went through with some therapists that were not good, that were painful. I don't take responsibility for other therapists, but I still, as a year, as someone that works with people, I do apologize to you as I apologize, and I mean to apologize to my clients that And those that might have had a bad experience with me, I'm sorry for that. That's never my intention. My intention is to enter a healing field to help people. But yes, people will be hurt. It's just a reality in what I do. In anything we do. So for those of you listening, I do apologize humbly. Okay.
7: I will go to Anonymous.
0: Anonymous. Anonymous, you're on with Mordechai. Hi, um... um
12: I wanted to speak about that, um, I had a problem in school, in math, um, I was always on the smarter side, and I was confident that, like, I could, I always got, like, near hundreds on every test, and, and, like, I always knew, like, I never even had to study, and suddenly, now in sixth grade, um, we started Common Core, and I find it really hard, and and um, I failed last math test. And, like, I felt like um, like everything, like I, all my confidence, like, just, like, left me because I always knew that I was smart, and that was, like, what I, like, leaned on, like, that, that was my capability. Yeah. And now when I find, when I failed in my math test, and I felt like... You're, like I told myself, like, you're not good anymore. Like, you're not smart anymore. Like, you have no more.
0: Okay. It's... Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and take your question, right? Your question is that you always had confidence in yourself because you're doing good in school. And now all of a sudden you got to sixth grade and you failed your first test. It's harder and you failed your first test. Correct. Yeah. Now, let me share with you a secret. I'm the same way. And that means that when we get good at something, it builds our confidence. And that's called an outer confidence, which means outer experiences can reinforce what we believe on the inside. That means if I think I'm smart and I get tests, they validate that you see I'm smart. But what happens if I really think I'm stupid and I'm getting hundreds of then my mind says, let's fake the rest of the world. Ha, I'm really not smart, but we could fool everyone with hundreds. And the minute we get one failing mark, the whole world now sees my secret. I'm really not smart. Now that's what many times big tatis and mommies feel. You're lucky that when you're young, what we try to do is we try to teach our children and I try to teach my children and to recognize that when we don't do well on tests what it means is it wants us to work a little harder that means that the younger grades we are the easier the information is and the easier you can pick it up and the less you need to study but when you get older it gets harder and harder and harder not harder where you're gonna break harder where you'll they'll teach you how to put in more work more effort so now what I call failing there's a famous quote saying Failing isn't falling down. Failing is when you stay down. If you can say, I got a 60, I failed this test, and you tell your mother and your father, I failed, but inside I know I'm a winner, and then your mother and father speak to the teacher, because we're, we're just about the season now of PTAs, and your father and mother can call the teacher and say, what happened, what can we do to help my daughter master this type of studying? So if you're a winner, you're now going to learn to adapt from what you fell. Now, I fall all the time, but I pick myself up, and what did I learn from that? And that's why I just apologize right before, because sometimes I might have listeners that I did make mistakes, and I might have hurt them, and it wasn't intentionally. I could still apologize. I can learn from that experience, but I still work with people. Make sense? Yeah. So now let me ask you, do you feel you're a winner and a smart girl on the inside? Um. I didn't.
12: Um, like, I tried studying for the next math test, but we just got it back, and I, I passed like by very barely. And okay, let's hard stop a second.
0: Do you feel you're a winner? Forget about tests. Do you feel you're a smart girl? Forget about tests, because you might do. There's an interesting concept similar to that, and that is: is a whale a very strong animal? Powerful um, um, mammal, to say more in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. What happens if you take this big, huge whale? Can it, like, sometimes eat tons of fish at one gulp? Yeah. And in the water, could it sometimes, like, knock over boats with how powerful it is? Yeah. Now, what happens if you put that whale in the desert? How long is it going to live? A few seconds. That's right. And then what's going to happen to that huge, big, powerful whale? It's going to die. Now, imagine that whale goes, I'm so weak. I'm not good. Because I can't be good, I can't be succeed in the desert. What you want to realize is you're a very smart girl. And you have many places where you're smart naturally and many places you'll you'll work on. But just because you're not good in one area doesn't mean you're not good. Imagine you'll be that whale saying, I'm in the desert, I'm so bad. i trying to swim in the desert and I can only survive a couple of seconds. Well, like, I feel like,
12: like I would say to them, if, like, that way it would really be. I would tell them, like, you, like, you're so powerful in the water. It's just not where you, in the desert, isn't where, like, you belong.
0: Excellent. So that's already for someone that isn't good in math. You can tell it to yourself. But I still don't want to say you're not good at math. If you've done well in math all the years... It might be a new type of learning or a new teacher style of teaching. So we're not even going there right now that you're not good. I just want you first to recognize, even if you wouldn't be good in life, you might find things that you're not that good at. But even if you're not good at that, you're still a whale somewhere. You're still a powerful force that the Rebellion Slam has created. But now let's go to you. What I would really recommend is for your parents to speak to your teacher with you and say, you know something? She always gets great marks, hundreds or close to hundreds. And with this learning, she's having a hard time. Maybe the teacher will give you a little exercises or special homework for you to do. Maybe your parents will study with you a little extra. Maybe your teacher will slow down. Maybe most of the class is failing And then the teacher will say, you know something? Something isn't going well with my teaching skills. Maybe it's not even you. But the first step is to have your parents speak to your teacher with you or without you and understand what's happening. But what I want you to realize about your confidence, about your belief is you are a success. You're smart. You're intelligent. You can do almost anything. I say almost anything because there's something we're always not that good at. But look how you're a whale. All right?
12: And also, um, um, the the math test that I failed, it wasn't um like everybody failed. Like a lot of the kids passed. Like a lot of my friends got hundreds, and I had this best friend that she was always behind, and like I always felt like, like, cause she wasn't always like very smart. And I know that this is me, but like I felt like. Good because like i'm I'm better than her like in in math and school and I could get and I, I helped her pass tests and whatever and then the, and then I failed my math test and she got harder than me. I failed like like really really failed and she she also failed, but she got a hot, much higher mark than me.
0: Right, so what happens is and those are one of the concepts that we learn how to do is not to judge our life based on others. And that's very hard to do because in school, everyone goes, this is what I got. And the real point of the marks is for us to realize that we want to do better. So, yes, we're allowed to know that others did better, and that might raise our bar that we can do well as well. But it's still the focus is we need to remain remain focused on us. All right? Thank you for calling in. Very impressed. Um, And also my sister wants to speak, eh? um you know what let her you know we'll put you on hold we'll take the next question and then we'll get back to you all right we'll see if we will have enough time and the number to call in is 718-683-5858 um, 718-683-5858 we got two minutes left and just wanting to give people that option that wanted to call in that the phones were busy want to give you that option yes who else do we have Maish, you're moish you're on with mordechai and Ism.
3: Yes, hi hi. Yes. Uh, my question is like this. How many times um, people are questioning me hard questions, um, and I don't have what to answer them, so I give them the um the right so but after a few hours, when I come down and they are attacking me with a hard questions, I realize that I have an answers for them, and I'm on the right side. And I'm the one that
0: is, uh... so what you're saying is that when people attack you, your mind freezes up, and you don't have that sharp answer, and later on, when you've got space and your brain can come up with different ideas, then you have the answer correct and
3: and most of the time that they ask them it's um, uh, it's not important
0: yes um uh-huh. Now, what happens if what you can do is when a hot topic comes up, someone says, asks you, why are you doing something? Say, you know what, I'll get back to you in 10 minutes. If someone um, accuses you or asks you, let's have it for the next day.
3: It's a little hard, you know, they call you. Okay, come here, I want to talk to you. Yes. They talk to me about 10 minutes.
0: Sure, I you tell them, I will get back to you. I hear your question, why do I do that, and I will get back to you.
3: Yeah, most of the time, you know, who's having the hard questions, like the boss?
0: Good. I, see. I will look into it. It's a great question. I have several responses. I just need time to collect the messages or the reasons. And when you just have 10 minutes, you'll be able to come up with ideas. Space. What we want to learn is to give ourselves space and our nature time. And the more you pressure yourself to get it right on the second, the higher the pressure, the less your brain functions and works. There are few people, and that's their nature on the spot to have the sharp answers. And people want to be all just like that. But most of our brains do not work that way. Most of our brains need time and space to think. Make sense? Yeah. Excellent. So find a way to make your time. I know for myself, when I have big decisions, I usually try to say, I just want to sleep it over. And someone asked me about a big decision. I said, I even want four days to think it over. Create yourself the space and the time that you need. And once you accept your nature and work with your nature, you'll see how much quicker and on the spot you will then feel safer and your brain will open up. All right. We've got who else over there? What did you say? Mrs. R, you're on with Mordecai. Yeah, oh,
9: hi. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Um, we got of, two minutes you.
0: to go, so we might just take your question quickly, or maybe we'll just uh, yeah, quick
9: yeah. and to the point. Um, I just wanted to ask um about I listened to your program about forgiveness and anger. Oh, that's you gave it a, a fantastic one. Yes. No, it's not intensive, but I think no, I said answer. that is a fantastic
0: one. one. I love that oh, program. I work yes. on that. I strive on that in my life. Yes.
9: Okay, so basically, um. It goes back to high school years when I had an, an incident. I mean, not really an incident, an issue with a person that manipulated me, actually a friend. I just wanted to know, how can I forgive that girl when she really caused me a lot of harm? I work on my own self to forgive myself for being under her manipulation, sort of. Oh, that's
0: not that. That's, don't, the forgiveness not for being under her manipulation. The forgiveness might be a lot stronger. No, I
9: want to forgive myself that I yes. myself.
0: How about forgiving yourself more than that? You're too weak. Notice if you don't forgive her then, it means you're still under someone else's influence.
9: Right? No, so I think I'm past that stage. No, you're it's not. Bad. No, you're not. How do you know? No, you're not.
0: Because you know? we are triggers that we go through okay. now, we will right. recreate and not forgive the other people. It means your subconscious, your brain is not feeling safe now, and that's why you can't let go. I've done if all I'm this my- inner work on myself, I'm talking from experience. When I okay, so
9: my question is, yeah. I'm sorry for banging you, but I don't want you to bang down on me. <laughs> my question is, um, if I meet her on the street, it used to be when no, I used stop, to meet No, stop,
0: stop going where you're going. I'm trying to lead you to health, and you're going back to your okay, question. Fine. Who in okay. your life at this current time you're not able to stop, you're not able to prevent their manipulation? And answer, at least if you know who it is. Who is someone you're too weak to say no one. stop? No one. Impossible. I'm telling you now, one plus one is two. If you're that strong enough, the people
9: like any random person or someone in a close relationship. Close
0: relationship. There is um, someone. No,
9: no one. No okay, one.
0: then I cannot answer your I, question. I can
9: meet people. I can meet people in, at work that or is anywhere not, that.
0: So I am telling you, one plus one, based on the subconscious principles, must be two. If you still cannot mm-hmm. forgive someone for manipulating you, then there might be another concept of the relationship.
9: Not so much I I care for... I, I could forgive her for the part of manipulating because I understand that was her... Either her nature or her problem or whatever... But I can't forgive the harm that she
0: caused. Now let's go to harm. Have you? Have you? Has? Has anyone harmed you, or has you harmed anyone else?
9: No, she didn't harm me physically. I mean, she. she
0: All right. cried, uh, well um, I will tell you is, you're now talking. It's too esoteric because we're not able to go to points. But if you would be one-on-one in therapy, I'd help you identify where you're doing it to someone, or where someone continues to be in a place, or you don't feel safe that you might not be harmed and being prevented from doing what you want other than that then the subconscious would have forgiven means mm-hmm. your brain is still Do
1: you think I'm supposed to forgive her but
9: I'm not ready to forgive her yet
0: usually you're not able to forgive her because something's happening in the present time you haven't learned to master those safety mm-hmm. and when we don't I still need to learn those skills I don't even know what skills we're talking about here so I can only help answer that once we're more aware of what's happening so I'm not even aware what's happening
9: hmm so what's your um, suggestion?
0: Um, I need you to answer that.
9: So I was I was thinking that No um, no 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 go
0: into go into what part of that relationship is still going on. Where how long do we have Nissen? We yeah, have
7: negative,
0: oh. negative. Okay, so thank you and let's then call up next week and we can help you identify going deeper. Thank you okay. for calling in and Okay. Hat's thank lacha. you
9: for taking sure. your time bye.
0: Okay. Thank you all for calling in. I'm it May we continue Ooh. next week to be together and here.